Um, this is a long break. It's good to be back again. Thank you so much for listening and your support so far. Stay tuned to find out what today's episode is going to be about. ago i stumbled on a post on instagram explore page it was about a couple they who attended a wedding so he gave a shout out to the newly wedded couple and said the wedding was beautiful and all that and then they shared that um during the church service they got the chance to sit with the an older couple obviously empty nest couples children are longer with no longer with them they are grown up elderly rather so uh, they got to sit with them in the church and then when they got to reception as well they found out that their seats was also next to this couple so they knew it wasn't just coincidence and they knew the opportunity to pass by so they decided to ask them what has kept their marriage what has kept them together all these many years so the husband decided to speak and said Ephesians 5.21 It says, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. The New Living Translation. So I remembered, okay, and then the, the person that posted said a number of other things regarding that verse. And when I said, I remembered a study I had one time on Ephesians 5, and I decided to share this episode, the insight I gained. From that study. So please stay tuned and be blessed. So I'll quickly read through the entire passage, Ephesians 5 21 to 33. That's where the focus is. From the New Living Translation. It says, okay, before I go on, my Bible tags it as spirit guided relationships, wives and husbands. So 20 verse 21 says, And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For your husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Give up his, give up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church, without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies, for a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church we are members of his body as the scriptures say a man leaves his father and mother and joins his wife and the two are united into one this is a great mystery but it is an illustration of the way christ and the church are one so again i say each man must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband so we see in this passage that it's more like um Paul, through the influence of the Holy Spirit, through the um, influence of the Holy Spirit, is sharing 
marriage rules, the role of the wife and the role of the husband in marriage. And um, who doesn't want to create guided relationships? Which these passages about, like I said, my Bible tags as spirit guided relationships, we desire relationships guided by the spirits, whether you agree or not. <laughs> Actually, we do desire relationships guided by the spirits. We, we know that we have already laid emphasis that marriage is not something we can do on our own. It's we see so many marriages failing every day, so it's it's pointed to the fact that it's not something we can do by ourselves except the Holy Spirit guides us yeah. except God who is the author and institutor of marriage guides is the one that is able to lead us to know what to do in marriage so that's what this passage is about so like I said I already read through in verse 21 it says submit to one another out of reverence for Christ so this shows that um, okay, something comes before the other. Reverence for Christ. So if that is in place, then you submit to one another. So if, as a child of God, you claim that you revere Christ, you respect Christ, you respect God, you you have a place for God in your hearts and you regard Him, then you would submit to one another in marriage. I'll lay more. I'll put more light on that as I go on. And then next verse says, so both um, individuals in marriage relationships have been given responsibility to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Then it means um, it goes on to say, for wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. So submit to one another. That's like the um, the top heading. <laughs> And then for wives, it comes down, gives like a branch. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. And it goes on to say that the husband is the head of his wife, just as Christ is the head of the church. So Christ is the head of the church, and the church is the body of Christ. And the um, the husband is the head of the wife, and the wife is the body of the husband. So the body of Christ, the church, reverences Christ. We are submitted to Christ. We are submitted to Christ's authority, even as a church. And so, the marriage relationship is to mirror that relationship that Christ, who is the head of the church, has with his body, the church. So, marriage is to mirror the relationship between Christ and his church. And, um, going on in verse 24, it says that as the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. The church is subject to Christ. The church does only things that are according to the church ideally should do things that are in accordance with what Christ says in the precept of Christ. So the church submits to Christ in everything, and so also wives have to submit to their husbands in everything. Much my fellow mature women may be feeling somehow now like okay i'm the one with the submission rule but don't be vexed like i said in verse 21 both parties have to submit to one another and even just pause and then go on yeah in verse 25 it says for husband for husbands this means <laughs> love your wives just as christ loved the church 
and gave up himself for her. So, the husbands, to me, seem to have a bigger role to play. Husbands are to love their wives just as Christ loved the church and gave his life for her. We know how far Christ went to give his life for the church. He died a shameful death on the cross. He was hung up on the cross and died. Like, he actually died. So, it's, it's so much responsibility on the man. You are to love your wife as Christ loves you because you're a member of the body of Christ and gave his life for her. So, you should be willing to go as far as Christ went for the church for husbands. That's a big, that's a very big responsibility. Really. So, wives submit, husbands love their wives. Um, and then he gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, watch by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. So we see why Christ gave his life for her in order to present the church, his body, without spots or wrinkle or any blemish before God, so that we will be holy and without fault before his father. That is why he gave himself for the church. So the man should also be willing to go and limit, to show love, to show, um, to do the best for his wife. The best in her, anything that is in her best interest, he should be willing to go that length for her. That's what this is. This day. Christ went all out to nurture his body and to make it the best version of herself. Christ went, he went to the cross to to show his love for his church and to make the church a better version of herself, to make us who he actually called us to be. And husbands also had to do this to nurture your wives and cherish her as you do. Cherish your own body. In verse 29, it says that Okay, let me read 28 first. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. In verse 29, it says, No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church and for the members of his body. So, somebody who loves, um, the man, like we already said before, is the head of the wife, and the wife is the body. So, just as Christ loves the church, of which is the head, the husband is also to love his wife and go any extent for her. Christ went all the way to the cross for the church, his body, and so the man should be willing to go any extent for his wife. That's a huge responsibility if you ask me. And we're told here that the same way nobody hates his own body. Yeah, even though you might look at your body and say, I don't like how my eyes is, I don't like how my hand is. And let me pause and remind you that if you have reverence for Christ, you would not hate your body. Yeah. Because it was God that gave you that body. You won't hate your body. And God dwells inside of you. So, if you actually do have reverence for Christ, if a man reverses Christ, he's going to love his wife as his own body so as much as you love your body and you should love your body and let me just 
make you glad by letting you know that you won't be in this body for too long amen we are going to receive new bodies when christ comes yeah when we go to heaven so this body will not be we won't have this mortal body that is subject to death for too long so just just um hold on to that hope and that faith yeah so back to what we're saying the wife is the body of the husband the husband is the head and um like i said nobody hates his own body your when for example if you're tired your head your brain tells you that you need to rest but or your body feels tired you know that you need to rest your brain is telling your body you need to rest but then you know you have work to do yeah but your brain will also tell you that if you don't take this rest you're supposed to take now then you will be forced to take it later if you don't rest when you you might have to rest when you don't want to rest (laughs) i mean one could break down and then you would have to be stuck in your hospital bed if things get so bad so the same way you love your body and you will take rest when you think you need to take rest the same way your brain tells you you need to eat and you would look for food you know that's feed your body yeah that's how much you love that god wants the husband to show his wife he desires that the interest of your body the interest of your wife is all is all that you have in mind because the man for a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself because they are one body if a head loves its body it's actually showing love for itself because if you do not if you're hungry you don't look for food to eat eventually you have a dick yeah your stomach was hungry at first but you, your brain refused to get up and go and find food. So if your head tries to be hurtful to your body, the head will also suffer for it eventually. I hope you get my illustration. So a man who doesn't show love for his wife is actually not showing love for himself. And anyone who loves his wife shows love for himself. And like the Bible says in 29, no one hates his own body that you feel and you care for your body just as christ cares for the church yeah. so in verse 31 you know it says as the scriptures say a man leaves his father and mother and joins his wife and the two are united into one so um we have always heard this verse it's quite common man leaves his father and mother becomes one with his wife and um i remember we talked about divorce we divine defined divorce as the weeping apart of souls in some episodes back and we shared illustration of two books glued together to become one and when you try to any attempt at separating them from each other makes it creates a messy situation you get a part of book a on book b and you get a part of book b on book a so there is always a part of the other book left on one book showing that divorce is truly the weeping apart of souls and that's truly what happens when that's what happens with divorce so with the um understanding that we've gotten from this passage also 
man and woman are one body just as the head and the body make one whole person if somebody is beheaded that's the end beheading a person means death so when a head is no longer part of the body there is no use of the both of them separately except they are together so any attempt at separation means death any attempt at separating what god has joined together is death that's why it says a man leaves his father and mother and he joins his wife and it's why united into one so if you this shows that it's it's placing a really great responsibility on us and it's i feel it's um, it gives a whole new perspective that you know that marriage is it's not it's not for the faint-hearted <laughs> so to speak it's not for the faint-hearted it's something that one should actually you have to understand what you're getting into before you get into it marriage is a beautiful thing love is a beautiful thing it's truly beautiful but many marriages we see ending today is because people don't understand what they are getting into before they get into it and this passage the bible explains to us what marriage is all about but it's what hold here like we've already said if um two people coming together in marriage see themselves as one body and recognize that what i would not do if a man recognizes that what i would this woman is a part of me and so if i won't do something to hurt my own physical body then as the head of the as like as the head of this family i should also not do anything to my wife that will hurt her because she's a part of me and then the woman also understands that the same way my body is subject to what my brain says if my brain says i should eat and i choose not to eat something um, harmful would happen to me if my body wants to eat i'm hungry but i say "Mm -mm." my brain is saying eat but i'm saying no i don't want to eat eventually your brain is going to you have a headache and your body will be affected in the long run you will have to still eat that food eventually so if wives also see this as I'm a part of a body and I have to be submitted to my body and the submission role is even for the two people loving as Christ loved the church is, is a whole lot of work is a whole lot of responsibility and one would only be able to do this if you actually understand how Christ loved the church in the first place he gave himself for her he, he died for the church to show how much he loves us and see it's it's a really big deal <clears throat> yeah it's a big deal fine and then we understand how christ loved the church we understand the love god has for us and he wants us to replicate that same love in our relationships in our marriages and i feel if if this happens why would why they would a marriage break okay yes imagine there is a problem there is a misunderstanding you have a quarrel but you don't you comes if you have this understanding you know that okay we're a body we are a team and if we are trying to fight each other imagine a football team if the players are against each other they would not win 
nobody would win eventually it's not a win-lose situation it's just you're a team so it's it's a win-win thing if you partner together both parties win eventually so it's not a competition it's not it's not a um who is stronger it's not survival of the fittest <laughs> waiting here and you should be a team so i just feel that god will help us and grant us a better understanding of these words and will help us to actually leave these words out and it starts by you being submitted to to christ even before you get we um are submitted to one another out of reverence for christ so while you are single now start learning to be submitted to christ and then it will help when eventually you get into a marriage relationship you would easily be submitted to the other person because you are submitted to one another out of reverence and out of submission for christ um, let me just read the last two verses of the chapter verse 36 says this is a great mystery but it's an illustration of the way christ and the church are one so again i say each man must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband let's close this with a word of prayer thank you father for blessing us thank you for your word your word is beautiful it is life-giving thank you for that pray lord that you would help us to put those words into practice help us lord to be submitted to you help us learn submission even now that we are singles and we pray father divine that we have the best of marriages we'll have spirit guided relationships and by your grace our marriages would point to you and will mirror the relationship you have with the church in the name of jesus thank you our father thank you for everything thank you for all that you do for in jesus mighty name i pray amen